Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Our scripture reading this morning comes from Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 41 through 52. Now every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. Would you pray with me, friends? Oh, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Well, let's be honest. As you listen to me read that passage from Luke 2 this morning, you may have thought to yourself, how in the world did we get here already? We just started celebrating the 12 days of Christmas. We just celebrated Christmas Day yesterday, and suddenly now he's 12 years old. What in the world? Well, this interesting text is our lectionary reading for this morning. And as I read it, and the more I pondered it, I saw how perfectly it fit for today's message. It's an interesting aspect of Luke 2, isn't it? This chapter, this famous chapter in the Bible, it starts with the journey to Bethlehem. It details the story of Jesus's humble birth, talks about the angels and the shepherds. Luke 2 goes on to tell us how Jesus was named, how he was presented at the temple, and how the young family returned to Nazareth. This chapter finally concludes with today's story about 12-year-old Jesus staying behind in the temple as Mary and Joseph journeyed home without him. 
This is a famous chapter of the Bible, Luke 2, and it is action-packed. But even still, it's noticeable how little is recorded about Jesus' childhood in Scripture, isn't it? We find him as a newborn infant in Luke's gospel. We see him as a newborn baby in Matthew's gospel and then a slightly older baby as the Magi finally arrive. And when the family journeys to and from Egypt for protection. But we have no other stories about Jesus as a child until we see him right here at the end of Luke chapter 2, staying behind in the Father's house. I guess it's really true what they say. Babies are born, we blink, and suddenly they're 12. I know that's true from my journey of motherhood. And as any parent can tell you, the days are long, sometimes really long. But the years, the years of childhood are short. It's a a season that passes quickly and even more so when our lives are busy and hectic and our schedules are full. But this year, something amazing happened to me. God broke into my own busy activity and into my overbooked schedule in a special way that reminded me to continue fixing my eyes on Jesus, to continue looking for Jesus daily. You see, for the first three Mondays after Thanksgiving this year, I was literally looking for Jesus in much the same way that Mary and Joseph were looking for Jesus in the passage this morning. You see, Monday mornings are super busy for me. On Mondays, I I have been leading the preschool chapel each week. It's a hectic but great start to the week with the little ones singing and praying together and listening attentively to a Bible story. And this year, I was so excited, so excited to share the Christmas story with the children. And I decided to use some simple wooden figures from a nativity scene that we had also set up in the children's building as a decoration. For three straight Mondays, I rushed over to the children's building just before the chapel service to collect the wooden figures from the nativity scene that I needed for that part of the story that day. And for three consecutive Mondays, I could not find this wooden baby Jesus in the nativity scene. I was literally looking for Jesus. The first week I thought to myself, how silly. We are so busy that we forgot to put Jesus in the nativity scene when we set it up. How silly of us. And then I noticed this wooden baby Jesus had been placed lovingly on top of the stable. Hmm. The next Monday, baby Jesus was behind the stable not with the other wooden figures in the scene. The mystery was building. The third time, baby Jesus was under a small Christmas tree nearby. Over these three weeks, I began to realize something. One of my Sunday morning friends was removing baby Jesus from the scene to remind me of something. So I started paying attention. And I'm not sure if this Sunday morning friend was one of my younger friends or one of my older friends, and that doesn't really matter. 
But the person had listened to my explanation about why our sanctuary nativity scene doesn't have a baby Jesus until Christmas Eve, at least more than once. This Sunday friend who was removing baby Jesus from the scene and placing the wooden figure elsewhere wanted me to know that we were still in the season of Advent and Christmas had not yet come. But as I scurried around, literally looking for baby Jesus each Monday in Advent, I kept paying attention. And it became a holy moment for me as I looked for this little wooden figure. Because I found myself listening to God's voice more keenly. And God kept saying to me in a gentle whisper, why are you looking for Jesus in such a rush? Slow down. Are you really seeing Jesus today? Slow down. He's right here in plain view. If only you'll take the time and the courage to look for him carefully. And each time when I found that wooden baby, Jesus... I was relieved, and I scurried on to the preschool chapel service to teach the children. But each time I realized that this wooden baby Jesus, just like the real-life Jesus in today's story, was exactly where it was supposed to be, in the Father's house. In this morning's passage from Luke 2, Mary and Joseph are rushing around and looking for Jesus. They had to turn back to Jerusalem to look for this missing 12-year-old. This had to be a scary moment. They were responsible for caring for God's son, and now they couldn't find him. So let's get real. It's really easy for us to be a little judgmental about Mary and Joseph at this moment, right? It's, it's really easy to look at this situation and go, how could they fail to notice that Jesus was not with the group? Had they forgotten to look for Jesus before they started off on the journey? And how in the world did a whole day pass before they knew that he wasn't with them? It becomes a little easier to understand and to empathize with what Mary and Joseph were experiencing when we understand how people traveled to and from the temple at this time. The annual trip at Passover was a long journey. It was crowded with many large groups making the journey at that time of year. And to stay safe on the journey, people often traveled with members of their extended family, their friends, their tribe, usually in larger groups. And these larger groups were split into two smaller groups, usually one for the men and one for the women. And they would pass the children between the group of men and the group of women as they took time to care for the younger folks together. Traveling to and from the temple took a lot of effort, a lot of commitment. It was busy. It was crowded, but it was something that Jewish families took seriously. And if you've ever led or participated in a group trip, you can likely imagine just how hard it was to keep all the folks together. They didn't have a cell phone or a walkie-talkie or any way to communicate with each other. 
they had to keep everybody together. Hey, and I know just how hard it is to keep our senior adults together on the Apple trip. And I have a cell phone, so imagine how hard it was for them to keep everybody going in the right direction. When we understand how hard the trip was, it's a lot easier to see how Mary and Joseph miss seeing Jesus and the crush of the crowd and the hustle bustle to and from the temple. As soon as they realized Jesus was not with the traveling party, they turned back and finally found him after three days had passed. I'm sure Mary and Joseph were exponentially more relieved than me when I found this wooden baby Jesus each of those three Monday mornings. But friends, as I've reflected on this text and I've reflected on my own story of looking for the baby Jesus each Monday in Advent, I've also felt the tug of the heart to ask all of us to consider the same questions that God whispered to me. Are we really seeing Jesus today? Are we looking for Jesus today? There may be a lot of answers to those questions. and Maybe you even have more questions when you hear those questions. Maybe you're walking through a challenging time and you're asking, Where are you, Lord? I'm looking for you, but I can't seem to find you. Or maybe you're too busy, like I was, to look for Jesus carefully. Or maybe you're feeling tired and burnt out, and you wonder if looking for Jesus would really do any good at all. Or maybe you need to summon the courage to look for Jesus again after an experience of grief or a season of doubt. Yet, friends, there's good news in this text. No matter what is keeping us from really seeing Jesus this morning, Jesus is right here where he's supposed to be, just as he was long ago when he stayed behind at the temple as a 12-year-old boy. Jesus is right in our midst today as we worship in the Father's house. But because the risen Christ is no longer bound by time or space, Jesus abides anywhere his people are worshiping him today, be it in church buildings, outside, in homes, or through the wonders of technology. Jesus is right where he's supposed to be as we, his followers, are worshiping him in spirit and in truth. But there's more to remember for those of us who are looking for Jesus today. The risen Christ abides with us everywhere we go. Jesus abides in our homes, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our neighborhoods, and in our businesses. We, as the body of Christ, scatter on mission each week after worship. Yes, Jesus abides in the face 
of the homeless person we meet on the street or in the face of the sick person seeking to recover and in the joyous smiles of children playing together on the playground. If we'll only take the time and take the courage to really look for Jesus, we'll see Jesus in our daily lives too. And isn't that the message of Christmas? Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. He's in our midst, in plain view, as we gather for worship and as we scatter on mission. If only we'll take the time and the courage, we'll see he abides exactly where he's supposed to be every day. But this text about looking for Jesus has even more to teach us as a family of faith, if we'll just dig a little bit deeper this morning. Scripture records that Mary and Joseph finally found Jesus, and they'd been under a lot of stress as they looked for him. Remember, Mary even asked, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching with you, searching for you in great anxiety. You can almost hear the fear and frustration in these words, can't you? I'm sure the whole experience was off the charts stressful. But Jesus made it clear that he was right where he belonged, asking Mary, did you not know? that I must be in my Father's house? I think what Jesus was saying here is really powerful. He needed to be in his Father's house. He needed to be where he was understood. He needed to be where he was known and loved unconditionally. He needed to be where he could learn and ask his questions freely. He needed to be at home. In a day when participation in church life is declining and when churches have been under considerable stress in the last several years, what can we learn from Jesus' deep need to be in the Father's house? For me, Jesus' deep need to be at home in his Father's house reminds me that all people, all of us, need to know the love and acceptance of God personally. People need to feel at home in God's presence and at home in God's house. So what if people felt more at home in God's house? What could God do with that at this moment in history? And how does God want to use us, his people, to make that possible in this place. People do need to know that they're at home in God's house, but they also need to experience the love of God through the authentic, warm welcome of God's people who say, come, you're at home in your Father's house exactly as you are. God desires to use us, the people of God, to help others experience the love of God 
through the faith community. As Mary and Joseph were absent while Jesus was in the temple, I am inspired as I imagine how the temple faith community took care of Jesus for several days. Several days passed before he was located. The faith community likely fed him and gave him a place to rest on the temple grounds. That could not have been easy. We all know how much 12-year-old boys eat, don't we? I haven't had sons, but I have seen it in my nephews. They can really eat some tater tots. So let me tell you, this was no small task just to feed this 12-year-old who was hanging out at the temple. But nevertheless... The faith community took the time to make sure that Jesus felt welcomed and cared for. And not only was he cared for physically, the teachers in the temple fed him spiritually by allowing him to ask his big questions, even though he was a young man. Like those in the temple faith community at Passover, we too are people with busy schedules and other things that demand our attention. But God desires to use us, to use us as the family of faith to help people feel at home here in this place. So just in case... There's someone here or someone worshiping with us online today that doesn't know it. Or maybe you need a reminder. I want you to hear this directly from me this morning. You have a home here. You belong here. You are welcome here. You are loved and valued as part of this faith community, exactly as you are. We're not a perfect community, but God loves you more perfectly than anyone else. And you have freedom. You have freedom to bring your big questions because you have a home here. You have space to grow in wisdom and understanding because you have a home here. You have a chance to explore the gifts God has given you because you have a home here. You have a home here because this is your father's house and you and you and you and you and me, we belong to God. We are God's beloved children, so we have a home in our Father's house always. If you've ever observed a little child in their own loving home, you've seen a child as their most authentic self and at their most comfortable. When the family home is a place of love and safety, Children can be exactly who God created them to be. They know they'll be loved, cared for, and fed no matter what. They know there's freedom to learn and to grow and to ask those big, burning questions. So it is. 
And so it should be always with all of God's children. You have a home in the house of the Lord. Yet we know we're all just travelers on a journey, passing through as we make our way to our heavenly home. And one day, one amazing day, we will have the joy and the privilege of seeing Jesus face to face. We'll no longer need to look for him because he will be right there face to face. And as we gather around the throne, we, the people of God, will be fully loved, fully cared for, fully fed as we worship God together. Scripture teaches us that Jesus has gone ahead of us to prepare a place for us in the many rooms of his Father's house. So until that day when we finally see Jesus face to face, may we courageously and carefully keep looking for Jesus in our midst every day. And as we continue to look for Jesus daily, let us join our hearts and our hands as the people of God, the body of Christ, to make this place a place where all feel at home in their Father's house. For each one, each one of God's children is fully loved and fully at home in the house of the Lord. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponstelian Baptist Church.